Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. The movie this week was Turbo Kid from 2015, directed and written by Francois Simard, Anouk Wissel, and Joanne Carl Wissel. Starring Monroe Chambers, Lawrence Lebeau, Michael Ironside, Edwin Wright, Aaron Jeffrey, and Romano Orzari. I think that's the, uh, was that, that was the one-armed man named Frederick? Yeah, Frederick the Arm Wrestler. All right, Frederick the Arm Wrestler. I gave away that he was a one-armed man eventually. <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. Spoilers! Wait, he got his full arm replaced, but he only lost a hand. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I guess it's just an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just armor. Armor over his arm. <laughs> so we, before we get too far into it, I, I need to mention something. that uh, Listener. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Could you please go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pdsmios? At the top of the page, the pinned post is a survey. Now, there's a long version and a short version. Feel free to take the short version. But please, if anybody who listens to this could just go on there, facebook.com slash pdsmios. Please don't send me in outer space, just the first letters. And take that survey for us. We're just trying to figure out which... Um, which aggregators have our podcast, which ones are missing, that kind of stuff like that. It's not for any sort of like commercial information because, frankly, we don't have enough listeners for that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just for our own personal stuff. Anyways, thank you in advance. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, we. I, I mean, thank you for listening to us. No I what. appreciate that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So this was Aaron's pick. Oh, yeah, this movie, this thing we watched tonight? Yeah. Yeah, we watched uh, Turbo Kid from uh, 2015. Starring Danny DeVito. Yep. As Turbo Kid. Yeah. It was uh, it was pretty good the second time around. Mm -hmm. This is the second time I've seen it. What'd it was you, awesome. Why'd you pick it? Why'd I pick it? Yes. Well, I just wanted to see it again. It's a, <laughs> it's, an, it's a pretty awesome movie. And, you know, I guess it's just kind of one of those ones where I was like, well, I want to watch it again. What do I want to watch? I know. I want to watch Turbo Kid. Godfather. That's right. Actually, I just wanted to see how you, what your guys' reception of it would be. I showed the trailer to uh, to Campo, and she was like, "No, I don't want to watch that." So, really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, she just didn't seem to be too interested in it. I think she found the uh, Apple character in the trailer, at least, to be annoying, mm. uh, to the point where she was just like, "No, no, I don't want to watch it." Hmm. So, uh, no, I, I. <laughs> That's yeah. funny, because I don't think it's that bad. No. No. 
Um, so, did you like it as much the second time or more? Yeah, I, I gotta say it was pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. What did you think, Sarah? I liked it, but I had some issues with it. Um, mostly, mostly just violence. There were a lot of places where I just looked away because <laughs> I didn't really want to see how imaginative they could get with the gore, <laughs> even though I knew it was funny in some places. Yeah, this is an extremely gory movie. Really, really gory, but... Like Evil Dead 2 gory. But I would say so. But it's funny because, like, we just watched uh, Princess Mononoke last night, mm-hmm. and that's totally violent, too, but it's just... It's like animated violence. It's different. Know. It's yeah. different. Yeah, that's not like look like get in your face like we want you to show how crazy it's gonna be type thing. This this was like Yeah. This was Peter Jackson. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Level. Maybe not nearly not, maybe not as bad as uh, Dead Alive, but yeah, I, I think Evil Dead Two is probably a good comparison. Yeah, it felt kind of like a combination of um like the blood spray and stuff of like Sweeney Todd, but oh, yeah, like, yeah. but the violence was more like, um, the violence was a little bit more disturbing. Yeah, and I know it's not real, you know, and I know it's supposed to be fun or whatever, but that that was really my only qualm. Yeah, I think it's a good story, and yeah, I, I see. I I like I mm-hmm. go for it. I the mean, violence makes me laugh. But yeah, I, I'm yeah, also in the same. I'm the same laughing. camp. I'm yeah. the same camp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the violence was as funny as, say, you know, the Greasy Strangler, but it was, you know, it was still funny. <laughs> I, I think you put it best. It's very imaginative. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the quality of violence in this movie. Uh, uh, I mean, it could have been. They, they could have made it simply, you know, people getting their heads punched in or whatever. But they, you know, they kind of want the extra, you know. Two maybe five miles, or you know? <laughs> that's where they decide to spend the budget. It seems like on these practical blood effects and stuff like that, which I think all you know, all for the better. I always would like to see practical over you know digital stuff. I, I'd be interested to see how much was uh, you, you like a, a digital yeah. mix of things because there were sometimes when it was obvious when uh, hold on, so yeah, no worries, a burp. Fago. Stupid red pop. <laughs> There's some parts where it was obvious where like we somebody gets attacked, it cuts away, it cuts back to them, and they've got like a a chess piece underneath their shirt that's like spraying <laughs> and stuff like that. And then there are times where entire bodies fall apart, and I think that they must have digitized the person's face onto like a dummy yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, it's gory. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I thought. I really liked in the opening sequence that you got this vibe right away that there was a retro thing going on and it said it's the future 1997, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just I could tell because I actually didn't know anything about this. I didn't know what year it was made when we first started watching it. Mm-hmm. But I could just tell that the quality was like top notch. I could tell that like the... You could see, like, the gravel and, like, the different colors and the rocks behind him and stuff. And I just thought, I thought visually they really did their best. And and for, I'm guessing this was an indie movie, was it? 
I can't remember what I mean. It is an indie movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely like a Sundance film for uh, 2015. It's cool to see an indie movie that utilizes the budget this much on a visual, um, and also that has a cool story, cool, you know, fun elements in it. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you want to talk about what happens in it? or Yeah, you... tell me the story. Spin me a tale, Aaron. Tell me what happens in this movie. Well, I guess this uh, this movie is about the tale of a, a boy who uh, is trying to survive the wasteland. A boy and his dog. A boy and his, uh, his BMX bike. <laughs> uh, you know, scavenging for what he can to survive. And, uh, uh, yeah. It's, uh... It gets pretty intense there, like you said. Lots of gore, um, lots of bad guys in his way, so to speak. Yeah, he runs into a girl and and uh, you know tries to teach her how to survive too, and things get pretty crazy. I don't know if you want me to spoil the whole movie, but <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, would, I would like not to spoil it since yeah. it's only from 2015. <laughs> yeah, I go too far, but I mean it's a post-apocalyptic movie, and it's yeah. It borrows, like, you know, it, it, like, wears its its influences on its sleeve, but, but not in any, like, unoriginal way, but, like, in nods and, and cool stuff, like we saw. I mean, obviously, Mad Max nods. Oh, yeah. You know, people are dressed, like, and uh, we, obviously, Blade Runner nods because one of the characters turns out to be a robot. And what what else? There was a bunch of different stuff that we were just like naming it as we saw it. Hmm. I definitely saw the Blade Runner influence. Um, Terminator stuff too. Terminator. Obviously. Cherry Cherry Two Thousand. Oh yeah, Cherry Two Thousand. Mm. Definitely, mm. definitely. That's actually a pretty fun movie too. And we have to watch it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's just like a love letter on Laserdisc. I think the acting was all done really well, and I didn't know who most of the actors were from anything else. Isn't there a character who has a helmet on the entire movie? Yeah, the school, the school mascot. Yeah, yeah, that could have been anybody. Yep. That dude was awesome. I think he did a really good job of being a bad guy. Yeah. Yep. It was actually played by Christopher Walken, so oh. it's weird that he uh, kept the mask on all the time. <laughs> I should have said it was some actor who died in 2015, and then they did like a Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, and a bunch of different famous people played him. Oh, uh, yeah. The only I was looking up the cast list, and the only people, obviously Michael Ironsides, has been in oh, tons yeah. of movies, recognizable total, face and voice. Total Recall guy. Total yep. Recall guy. Yeah. Scanners guy. A e b or a a million other things, guy. <laughs> he does a really good job in this movie. Like I haven't seen him in a lot late recently, and uh, it was really cool to see him. Starship Troopers. Oh yes, yes. That's like one of the few roles where he's like a good guy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think everyone's like fully committed to what they're doing, including him, which is great. But uh, the the kid. Well, I believe his character's name is the kid. Just the kid, yeah. Yep. Is was in Degrassi, so <laughs> I'm sure some people would recognize him. I don't. Yeah, you know, I I didn't. I've seen a few episodes of that. My sisters would know who he is. Yeah. 
I saw the uh, Jay and Silent Bob episode of Degrassi. Mm. I don't know if you knew about that one. No. <laughs> Did you see the but one where Drake so gets shot? That's so funny because he mentions Degrassi and other stuff. Which that's is what funny. they invited yeah. him. They invited him on an episode because of that. Yeah. My sisters were obsessed with Degrassi, and they're like, Drake started from the bottom. Now he's here. <laughs> he started from Degrassi. Now I'm he's here. <laughs> If it was in some commercials, maybe maybe that's the bottom. <laughs> oh man, Cindy Grassy, who claws their way out of there? Probably a bunch of people. It's Canada. Who knows the truth? I really enjoyed the fa- the, uh, the the score of this particular movie. Um, oh my god! D- done by the band uh, Lamatos. They're pretty cool. The music was so good. Pretty awesome retro wave band. Uh, I just really enjoy their their synth, and it uh, uh, a lot of ways it really does make the movie for me at least. Yeah, it, uh, 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 intensifies the action. I don't know. I just this movie's just so fun. Like yeah. the the whole like the whole fact that everyone rides BMX bikes in the post apocalyptic future it was just such a cool concept when I saw the trailer that I just I, I you know I was just so intrigued and I was so so excited when i saw it and i was like wow like it didn't let me down once like all of it was just really fun intense oh man yeah i think it's a really good story and it benefits from not having a main character who like starts off annoying and then eventually (laughs) grows into his character or something like that he's he's a good character straight from the beginning I think the most off-putting part is the part you said your wife has an issue yeah. with, which was the way Ap- Apple is characterized. And I was kind of worried about that, but she, her character development is so good. Like, I, I don't really care anymore. Well, yeah, definitely in the beginning of the movie, you, you can kind of tell, you know, why uh, the kid ran away from her. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty freaked out, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, she came on pretty strong, just, you know, out of nowhere. Got to really look out for yourself and... Having someone like, you know, who who are you? Where are you from? You know, I'd, I'd be out of there, too. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'd, I love a, a quirky romance, too. That's got to be one of my favorite things to see in, like, an indie movie. And there there were so many elements that were just, like, cool. Like, there was this really lo-fi thing going on mm-hmm. where, um, you know, a lot of the stuff they had was super old school 80s looking and primitive yeah i thought that all that stuff was awesome soundtrack of course helps push that along mm-hmm. i really like the whole synth thing that's been going on it's been it's been going on for a couple of years now it still hasn't got tired though still digging most synth soundtracks <laughs> I can't think. I I say most because I haven't heard them all, so I don't. I don't know. There's probably some stinker out there. Have you guys seen Kung Fury? Not not to derail from this movie at all, mm-hmm. but that was like a Kickstarter kind of uh, movie. Oh wait, yeah, that, I, wa- I watched like the first three minutes of it. Okay, cool, cool. Just the soundtrack kind of reminded me of that one as well. It was oh, very cool. very similar. Oh, that's an eighties thing. Too. They also have like David Hasselhoff did a song for that movie too. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Not even kidding. But I'm glad he's getting work still. <laughs> oh, that was that was also another love letter. Yeah, to our favorite movie. Uh, I can't remember that. <laughs> oh man, Bikers by Day, Ninjas by Night. Oh, oh come on. Holy crap! 
Miami you, you, Connection. Yeah, Miami uh, Connection. You, you introduced me to that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah that one was cool. <laughs> oh, man. See, that's that, that feels like a throwback, but that was from that time. <laughs> you know, Miami Connection almost, like, that whole crew, I could totally see them rolling with, like, Buckaroo Banzai mm-hmm. as well for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe they'd be, like, if, if it was a shared universe, they would totally be, like, you Plausible know, the best of friends. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> far too plausible. Yeah, yeah. Buckaroo Banzai working with the the main guy, like figuring out some sort of science thing. Yep, I could totally see that. Science of spirituality. We're your friends. <laughs> so good. Yeah, the first real synth I heard coming back, like in the mainstream, was probably like in. The Drive soundtrack and in like the Arcade Fire, the Suburbs album. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, Daft Punk has been using synth hardcore since whenever they started. Oh, yeah. But um, into the mainstream, I'd say probably at least five years. Yeah. And now you hear it and other stuff like It Follows and Stranger Things and all that stuff. And that was the the standard for horror movies. And then I think it got overused because nobody could match John Carpenter. But they were all trying. Oh, yeah, totally. It's cool. I like the sound. And I never thought that I would because back in like... 10 years ago, maybe, like a while back when you didn't hear synth except for in some 80s things, it was like passe. Like, it was like done. (laughs) And you'd heard it so much, it was kind of like, whatever, that's (laughs) disco or whatever, 80s. And then it just got cool again. And I remember, like, talking to my sister, and she was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, oh, I'm listening to the Bee Gees. And she was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's crazy. I'm starting to like some of these, like, dancey, disco-y songs all of a sudden that, like, I used to just, I used to not be able to handle. Oh, it. yeah. But, but, yeah, I think it's it's cool. The music is really good in all those John Carpenter movies and stuff. I've grown to appreciate them. If you listen to earlier episodes of the podcast, I'm like, eh, you know, it's not that good, whatever. And now I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the characters' designs in this movie. You know, Michael Ironside's whatever. I think he's a cool-looking dude. They didn't really have to do much to him. Yeah, he's perfect. But that Skull Kid, that is such, like, that's such a great look. You know, it, it looks like from the Road Warrior, the you know, the guy with the mask that yeah. was leading that band, except for this has its own super freakiness with the it's whole creepy. skull design. Yeah. yeah, it's so creepy. It never takes off the mask. It just doesn't take a lot to terrify you when you see him. Like, immediately, you know, you're just like, oh, oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to kick some butt, you know? Yeah. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a saw blade hand. Uh, Just the crap. look of him, yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh-oh. Don't need any more. I'm scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the I thought the cowboy guy was, was goofy at first. But Frederick. I, I, Frederick, I the, the arm wrestler. Later. You know, once again, character uh, character development helped a lot. Yeah. Because he was just like, why is this guy dressed like a cowboy? I don't know. There's a, there was a guy that was dressed like one of the cult members in 
and uh, you don't want to talk about Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just exchange. It was actually really funny when you mentioned that he looked like the the, the um priest or whatever from the Temple of Doom movie. Because mm-hmm. like when you get a when, when they when they they flash for him and then back to the cowboy, he almost has like an Indiana Jones oh. kind of look going on with his oh, yeah. with his hat down. That's so funny. It's, so it's some very subtle kind of like a sim- symbology. That's funny. Both both of them yeah. before they started arm wrestling or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> we're also talking about hardware. I forgot. Oh yeah, because after Cause the the robot arm, yeah, right? It's a robot arm, and Dylan McDermott's shown his butt in this movie. No, he doesn't. Nobody shows their butt in this movie. Very disappointing. I almost want to say that it kind of, in a little way, reminds me of Wrist Cutters, um, which is like one of my favorite movies. Oh, cool! But um, it's different from Wrist Cutters. It's not. It doesn't have the same tone, but it's definitely got some of those, like, trashy, lo-fi, like, remnants of the past kind of landscape cool. that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. I have yet to see that movie. Uh, Campo talks about it a lot, too. I thought about picking it for my next pick. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. You thought about it and got to that part yet. Okay. She can plan ahead, Joel. No. She can do it. She's gonna be like wants. Aaron. You gotta wait till the last second. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the, that's the best way to do <laughs> it. Better too. late than never, huh? I mean, you picked a good movie. Thank you. Yeah, time it's you pick space really is a good. Place, which only I liked. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should watch that again <laughs> if we could get through it. <laughs> we'll just watch the opening scene over again. Where the, the I wouldn't mind watching thing. the scene where they go to the rec room. Yeah, again, that's probably the best scene in the movie. The shoes he appears in the yep. shoes. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the scene that is most iconic in my mind. You're <laughs> more of his, uh... or just the sh- spaceship in general. Yeah, you're <laughs> more of his philosophy that he's, you know, talking about. So when, when he's running that uh, <laughs> that advice stand or whatever. Oh yeah. What did you guys think about uh, Apple as character? Well, at first, I was pretty dissuaded, especially by Campos' comments. Uh, nothing against her, you know. She's totally, you know, that if that's her opinion, that's awesome. I'm not trying to diss her at all. I'm just saying, at first, when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know. Maybe she is too cheesy. <laughs> like, you know, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, you know what? But the, the thing was, is like the music. When I saw the trailer, I watched it like a couple times before I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, when you see the trailer, like just the, the action looks fun. The music looks interesting. And I was actually generally intrigued by, you know, what, you know, if if they had met, if that was actually the first scene they meet each other on the swing or, you know, where that was going to lead. So, yeah, no, I, I was actually really impressed by her character. I think uh, um, you're just kind of like when you first see her, you're just kind of like, what's going on here? You know, like, is she OK? You know, <laughs> there's something a little unnerving about it. Yeah. You know, there's a reason behind it, too, but. Yeah. What'd you? I actually liked her. I think um, it's not the it's not a a female sort of lead that I usually like, but there's something kind of funny about her enthusiasm and persistence in it. And you have to watch the movie to really understand. But because we're not going to spoil anything, but basically. The story rewards you. If you watch it all the way through, you find out more about who she is. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that her style and her... I think there was some really cool dialogue between her and Turbo Turbo Kid. Yep. They were kind of riffing off each other, and I thought that was kind of smart writing. And, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that because of how off-putting she is in the beginning, I was, like, expecting it to be a really... I mean, they could have they could have gone stupid with it. They could have gone that she is, you know, just just some psycho, <laughs> yeah, attached to somebody because she does she does some crazy stuff in the very way. beginning. She seems that way, yeah. And uh, it's the the twist of what is going on with her is is much more interesting. And uh, like when when it happens, you're like, oh, of course, because this is being. Played off of all these other '80s movies, so yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's not—it's not cheap or anything like that. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, guys. No, watch no movie. I totally agree with you, though. That that it, that it definitely it doesn't uh, take away from your experience when you figure things out. It just makes you even more intrigued, uh, and and the world building and is really awesome. Yeah. 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 So I have unanswered questions about this movie, though. But they're kind of spoilerific. Mm. So I don't know how to phrase this. <laughs> Let me see if I can phrase this without uh, without spoiling. Did they steal the water? Oh. That is the question I have. Interesting. I was under the belief... Uh, how do I how do I word this? my my answer to your question without spoiling the movie? This is a very interesting uh, pickle. I, mean, I don't right even now. think that that is necessarily like a big reveal I when th- it, when the flashback happens that particular part. But yeah, mm? I I think that the agenda of characters in this story is to acquire water. Regardless of their circumstances, that makes sense. Just keep coming around to it. It is. It is the wasteland. The world's over. And if they don't want it, they probably know somebody who wants it. Yeah, water world. There's a <laughs> freaking water world reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's a bad guy with a shaved head and an eye patch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Oh my god! So true. So uh-huh. true. And they oh, have a way moly. of creating water. That's pretty good. Yes, That's pretty good. Wow. I patched. Wow. I patched. Pokem post-apocalyptic. That's that's pretty tip. Wow. That's why you got to be careful with your eyeballs in the future. My eyes are opened. <laughs> careful. I know. Not ready, ready for pointy Watch objects. Watch out for the sharp. Things. Yeah, watch. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. Ah. Terrible things could happen. I definitely feel like they knew what was going on, and that's why they were murdered. If uh, you know, spoilerific for, or I guess I'm keeping it vague enough. Yes, but yeah, I think I think so. I think they knew, okay. and I think that was the reveal at the end. Is the area in which in which they the the thing the the water sprung up from. Yeah. Well, that was the final showdown I think location. That was, also. I think that was yeah. Uh, they didn't make that evident enough for me. Well, 
It was either that I or... I wanted them to spell it out, Aaron. No, just yeah. No. I'm glad they didn't spell it out. <laughs> I mean, I, I would rewatch... I want to rewatch this movie anyways. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I just didn't see. My mind's still reeling from that Waterworld reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, like, I didn't even... Man. I made, it, I made it the connection when we were watching it, but I didn't make that connection. No. I just was talking about water and like... Yeah, the way water was Where produced. you get it and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, mm. I th- I think that. Do you mean, did the characters a long time ago have water that they just found and they were keeping secret? Yeah. Well, now that I've now that that Aaron has has basically said where the source of the water was, it makes a lot of sense to me now why he was so curious as to where they got it from why and why he was like you stole it so you need to tell me things so vagary vague 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 okay vague podcast the vague into the vague podcast <laughs> where we only talk about things vaguely did you see the movie <laughs> <laughs> yes and i had feelings about it oh i can't <laughs> reveal them joel possibly one way possibly the other <laughs> It feels like the cantina scene from Star Wars, like, <laughs> one of us is totally going to pull the pistol on the other, mm-hmm. you know? It's I'm like... not so sure, yeah. I don't feel 100% <laughs> about yeah. this. Get to the thing. <laughs> Joel shot first. Anxiousness. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So we've been very complimentary. I think that we think people should watch this movie. Uh, I think that that goes pretty much without saying further. Did you guys have anything besides the extreme core that you didn't enjoy about it? Well, um, I will say that I, um, I have have another friend whose name is Joe, who is a big fan of uh, 80s. 90s kind of nostalgia movies Mm -hmm. and i i asked him if he'd seen this movie and he um he messaged me back on uh facebook uh, you know he after he watched after i I recommended it to him his response is man that was really cheesy (laughs) (laughs) but he said he said though that really brought the movie together was the soundtrack so he said that was his that was his uh cheesy yeah what's cheesy about it uh maybe the over way overdone violence i don't know like I, I, cheesy? I, I had fun with it but i mean okay when somebody says something cheesy, cheesy to me the first movie what, what's the first movie that occurs to you when you hear something cheesy sarah i'm gonna ask you the same question the cheesiest movie i could think of i think most of my taste is really cheesy though so i don't know well <laughs> i can't i can't pinpoint one where's right the line for you like, i don't what, know what do you like oh man you know i'm just not into this i mean there's got to be some movie where you just like they're trying too hard mm. okay are they being too uh, twee or whatever that word is that uh, you know a little too cute a little precious oh. what's the um tv show about the pie maker that one's kind of pretty cheesy uh pushing daisies yeah pushing daisies can be so that's cheesy. cheesy yeah okay Sarah? Um, for me, cheesy uh, usually is particularly um, romantic cheesiness. Right. I mean, every once in a while I watch a movie and I'm like, 
the effects are cheesy. That's not usually the word I would use, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, this is, they really uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel here. But usually what I think is cheesy is kind of a phony sentimentality about love. Yeah. Um, that just does not feel real to me. So most of the time, I, I would say, even though I, I've watched it because my sisters like it, the cheesiest movie I probably could think of is Love Actually. Hey, that's my answer. I also have a side answer, which is uh, Austin Land. Is it Austin Austin <laughs> Land the one where <laughs> Carrie Carrie whatever goes to like the theme park? I yeah. like I like Austin Land. Uh, this man, <laughs> that movie is so cloying, and like the music, the music cues. I just want to strangle. I just want to. I just want to reach in there and be like, stop it. Stop it. She got very dangerous. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. It's all good, Joel. No. (laughs) I've actually watched a lot of romance movies, like, and chick flick kind of movies, Mm -hmm. because there are a few that I really do like, but they're few and far between. (laughs) I usually end up liking something that's more of an indie quirky romance. Um, that feels more real life or at least unique in mm. some way. But yeah, like, what was that movie that had, um, Rachel McAdams and, uh, uh, what's his name? The Hot Chick. Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, um, what? There's this movie where she gets amnesia and he's her husband. Oh. And he keeps like trying to convince her that he still loves her, and she's like, "I don't know who you are." And I he's like, no idea. "But is that, is that I the, love you." Is that the time traveler's wife? No. But um, that was cheesy. I mean, <laughs> it it starts off like that, and that it continues very, that way for two hours. Sounds very Nicholas Sparks. So, well, um, yeah, except for nobody dies. Well, not that's you know that's a cliche. Sometimes they just no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The answer to that is the vow. The vow. He vowed to be there with her every single day, <laughs> even if she forgot who he was. That that reminds me of like Fifty First Dates. That's what something. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is really cheesy. No, I don't. I've never seen that. Movie. <laughs> I like it. It's, I like it. It's fun. Some I mean, some w- would consider it cheesy though. You yeah. just said you yeah. like Austin Land. I don't. I don't understand any of your taste anymore. Hey, that's fine, Joel. <laughs> I'm don't just a human judge being. Us. I'm just a human being like everyone else. I mean, we know tons of people that like love actually a lot. I'm I'm one of the few dissenters that I know. So well, I. <laughs> I had it on DVD and we watched it once and, yeah. and you I were ruined like, it for I you. hate this. And yeah. I was like, I guess I never really was that like critical of it. I never really thought How about it if you, it was Joel? good or bad. No, I just like to ruin people's fun. And you're like, it's bad. Here's why. <laughs> Here's my dissertation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I kind of did that to Indiana Jones to Campo. Mm. Oh, just about. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you? You said no. it was bad? No, no. Do you want me to tell you? No. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. If you entirely take Indiana Jones out of yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting the Nazi. thing. No, no. 
That's an internet <laughs> thing. It's not true. Because they didn't have the right they weren't digging in the right place. Yeah. So they wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't that. have never found it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, if so they the if whole, they found the medallion, then, the then movie, they would have the whole movie wouldn't have happened. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, if Joel let me The Internet says I no, Joel, a comic book writer the internet. Marv Wolfman Marv Wolfman told this to me while I was at a convention. Marv Wolfman is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anywho, I was in a, I was in a panel. And Marv Wolfman was dissing Indiana Jones by saying that in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, apparently this is an internet thing, but in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you remove Indiana Jones, the Nazis eventually will find the um, uh, Ark of the Covenant, they'll open it and they'll die. Literally, if you take him out of the movie. Right. His actions were not necessary. His actions weren't necessary. The movie just would have... the results of the movie. It would have progressed and they would have found it and died. To which I say, why don't you like Indiana Jones? <laughs> I know, no, I mean, that doesn't understand. that doesn't make a bad movie. I mean, I don't entirely agree with that sentiment because yeah. I think it's fun to see I mean, Indiana did, Jones go through all you know the things that he goes through. Did you want to watch a movie where the Nazis find the Ark and kill themselves? <laughs> okay, I can make that movie for you. Give me seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Or did you want to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is awesome? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? The Fifth Element. None you of that would have happened. You didn't ruin it for me. Don't worry. Cool. I'm glad. Yes. Thank you. With, uh, multipass and such. <laughs> the movie. See, so yeah, Turbo Kid was pretty cool. You know, <laughs> none of that stuff would have happened if Turbo Kid wasn't in the movie. I mean, the stuff would have happened yeah. if Turbo Kid hadn't been there. Because... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so do you have any faults? I honestly would say if I was talking to like me 10 years ago, I would have been like, don't watch this movie because I feel like now I'm way more adjusted to preparing myself for violence in a movie than I was back then. Yeah. So if you're sensitive to violence, I would almost say don't. Don't watch it if you think it's going to be too hard. But it's fo- it's fake. I mean, it's fake violence and it's over the top. But for me, it would have been too much for me if I if I hadn't kind of grown more used to it recently. This is a movie where you should pay attention to the rating because even though it's called Turbo Kid, which is, sounds like a real kid friendly name, it is not a kids movie. It is rated R. Uh, like I mean, it's got foul language. Whatever. Some some parents don't care about this. This has extreme violence. Yeah. Rated R for rad. Like totally rad movie. You people mean? people getting parts ripped out. There's there's a scene where somebody's intestines are pulled out. There's a part where a guy's jaw gets ripped off and then <laughs> placed into his head <laughs> at a different part. And there's a hilarious scene where you know what? I don't want to spoil it. Let's just say that. There are two halves of a person involved. <laughs> and then there are more parts. <laughs> so, but yeah, over-the-top gore, violence, not not safe for work, not safe for children, not safe for my parents. Mom and dad, stop watching this. No! <laughs> there was a little bit of like, a, I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but there was a little bit of like a kick-ass thing too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like when he first starts off, he doesn't really know what he's doing and yeah. he's like, I mean, there there's a little bit of a su- superhero learning curve thing that happens, but it's 
it seems like more over the top the way it is in Kick-Ass. Right. That's a good call. It's, it's... It's like accidentally killing people. Right. Like, yeah. It's extreme violence, but, like, people are almost surprised by it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, the natural conclusion of the actions that they're taking. And a huge laser blast, Mega Man style. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing I, I would complain about is that there, once again, lack of female characters. Uh, there was only two. We've got yeah. the a- Apple, which is great. She's great. But then there is this one who doesn't say anything and doesn't get to do anything until the very end of the movie. Kind of Rufio-esque. She's one of the bad guys. Yeah. And I'm not but saying that, you know, we needed to develop her character or anything like that either. I, it's just, I'm just like nitpicking. Basically. Oh, I could see that. It was definitely like a dudes doing dudes kind of thing movie. <laughs> There's a lot of lines that were very like, you know. Men have to do this. Yeah. And men have to do that. <laughs> and they, and now they, go ride your bike over there, you know? <laughs> they do make fun of him for, for you know, trying to act manly and stuff like yeah. that. But they also kind of just perpetrate it over again. Oh, wait, there was, yeah. a, there was a third female character because Flash Flashbacks where his, living, his mother is. Very few Kids mom. female characters in this society. Right. It's like a boy and his dog. Hey! Another one. Harlan Ellison? Do you have any special notes? No. Me neither, because I didn't take notes this time. I was a bad well, I wrote, movie person. I wrote, I wrote Frederick's uh, um, line, a man with, with, with a good plan has already won half the battle, which kind of felt like almost something like straight out of G.I. Joe. <laughs> Probably is, yeah, yeah. Then he goes to peas. What else did he say? Like something about you don't know how strong you are until you start. Yes. Like until you need until you need to fight and then you find out or yeah. something. Like he's a man like, doesn't know how strong he is until he needs that. Until strength. he needs to be, yeah, or something. Until he like needs that. to be, yeah. And he wears pants. I don't know. And then Turbo Kid's just like he's like, wow. It's very insightful. Was like, what's, like, what's that? Where, what's that? Where'd you get that from? And he was like, I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> it sounded good, though, didn't it? <laughs> I thought he asked him if it was true. I like that guy. <laughs> that that actor seemed pretty cool, though. The yeah, he's cool. Frederick yeah. guy. Arm wrestler. The arm wrestler. Famous for <laughs> arm wrestling. It's funny. It didn't even strike me as odd that there's so few females. <laughs> They're all living underground. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad. Because this is another place where it'd probably suck to be a woman mm. just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I read on Wikipedia that they've already announced that they're working on a sequel. So that's You're good kidding news. me. Oh, Maybe so we'll cool. find out where all the women are. Mm. Cool. They're probably off pretending to be captured so that they can shoot people like in Fury Road. They're well, being milked or something. Ah, like in Fury Road. Yeah. Like in Fury, okay. Yeah, that did happen. I blocked it from my memory. I forgot about <laughs> that. No, I totally. Thank you. I've got. I cannot block that from my memory. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that moment was the worst. <laughs> I, I kind of liked that movie, though. Yeah, no, it was definitely an, a fun movie to watch. You were, you guys were right. Those were fake penises in the Greasy Strangler. 
anyway, <laughs> I think <laughs> we don't have. It's not you know. It's a really good movie. I don't. I don't think we have much else to say about it. Unfortunately, <laughs> that terrible kid that is not the greasy strangler. <laughs> you brought me back to a place, Joel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're hurting each other. It's we like should be g- kind to keep each you all other. grounded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Hootie tootie disco cutie. And this is the day I quit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go home and watch Austin Land. Oh, damn. Yeah, damn. So next week is Sarah's pick. I'm not sure if Sarah has one picked out yet or not. But uh, I had kind of decided on wrist cutters, and I'm. Yeah. Wrist cutters. Okay. That's one of two angel-associated or afterlife-associated movies to pick from that you were thinking about. Yeah, I was going to either do that or Lifeless Ordinary. Both of them are movies that are, like, fantasy that I really like. Next time, baby. With a quirky love story. I was I was quoting <laughs> Rhodey there. I wasn't calling Sarah baby because that's not, it's not a good term of endearment, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't call Campo baby either. Good. Don't infantilize your partner. So. <laughs> Jeez, Joel. Join us next week for <laughs> Wrist Cutters, which is an excellent movie that I've seen before. And uh, let's let's just get this party out of here. Let's let's turn off the lights. Let's let's get a real. Uh, a soft sensuality going in what we're talking about here. <laughs> oh, God. Just, you know, I want you guys to know oh. that everything's cool on this side of the microphone. Listeners, if you're listening now, just imagine us all with our glasses of champagne, sitting in our robes, not talking about Greasy Strangler. Uh... I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of some lessons. You need to make a Greasy Strangler podcast. You know, before I read these lessons, actually, Sarah, why don't you tell us some news about the person who created our theme music? Oh, yeah. Our good friend, David DeRoy, who created our theme song, is in a new band in Las Vegas, if you live around there. He is the new bass player for a Nirvana tribute band that's called Nirvana Mania, the tribute. And basically, if you're into Nirvana, it's awesome because I, I love Nirvana and I've actually seen this band before. They had they had a residency at one of the hotel casinos and I had actually seen this band perform with David a long time ago and they asked him to be their bass player recently. There is a height restriction, and he crossed it. He's able to pretend oh. to be Chris Novoselic with them. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. So, basically, if you're in the Las Vegas area, I'd say check out Nirvana Mania. So, it's like Beatlemania? Like, they're actually dressing like the, the people? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a I tribute. It's a tribute act, yeah. They used to be called Smells Like Nirvana until recently. Right. Um, and they're they're awesome. Like, it's a whole, it's not just a, um, like, a tribute act. It's kind of like a history, too. It's, like, cut with different videos from different, like, 
things that happened at the time and stuff. So it kind of provides you some context and it's just, it's just kind of a fun thing, especially if you like Nirvana or grunge music and you, if you're interested. Cool. Nirvana mania. And they might be playing around this area too. So anyway, keep your eyes open. We'll let everybody know if something like that comes up nearby. Yeah. And thanks again, David, for our music and yeah. We'll yeah. check the band out if they come this way. Yeah, make us a new song, David. What have, what have you done for us lately? <laughs> Whoa. Huh? Whoa. <laughs> David. Uh, Aaron agrees. He's just pretending like he's shark. I'm very shocked, actually. For the it's kind of like the person who made our original podcast logo. When's that guy going to get off his ass and make us a new one? That's I don't I'm know. Just saying. I guess he's busy watching he's Austin. Like, not Jed Dowtry, because that, that, that logo he made is freaking awesome. <laughs> that other guy watching Austin Land. Smoking J's or whatever he does. <laughs> give, give it a rest. So. <laughs> <laughs> soft sensuality. Email any suggestions Gross. or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us. <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcaster of your choice. That's when it, what if this what if the person this is their first episode they won't know you're talking about Zardoz I mean <laughs> just go back and listen to the Zardoz episode <laughs> like us on Facebook our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios just a reminder please go take that survey I love you if you take that survey if you don't take that survey I don't like you as much but you know you're still cool Joel still give you a kiss probably <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> oh, I use tongue. If you subscribe, on iTunes, <laughs> if you subscribe, <laughs> what the heck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the Fago. The Fago's in our blood. Yeah. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a star written rating. Not about this episode, obviously. Not, we've lost it. It's not. Don't do it. This is but, five you know, star. Yes, five star material. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a list of seven other things I'd like them to do as well. Yes. Like, rate, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> and thanks to David Roy for our theme music, Dead Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams and our family for all their support. We couldn't do this podcast without you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Um, please don't send me an outer space as a proud member of the Ear Trumpet Audio Network. Ear Trumpet Audio is the home of such podcasts as Lifemark. Lifemark is a podcast about two ladies who watch Lifetime and or Hallmark movies and talk about them. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the relative goodness of those particular types of movies, but some crazy crap happens in them sometimes. They're very low budget. They usually have some... You know, fairly highly uh, acclaimed, you know, TV actors or maybe some character actors in them, and crap goes down. Check out a movie called Invisible Child. You you won't regret it. <laughs> anyway, so I think we've we've all died inside a little. 
Just a tad. I don't know what happened. Turbo Kid's good. Yeah. <laughs> I might just be tired. So I think we're all tired. Yeah. What lesson can you guys take from this? Oh, you know, there was one thing I wanted to ask before. This is something that comes up pretty often when we talk about science fiction movies. Mm. Hey, Sarah, would you like to live in this world? No. Okay. That's par for the course. What about the fifth element? Did we talk about that? If I would want to live in the fifth element? Yeah. It seems like a paradise compared to this. Oh, yeah. <sighs> to me. Flossed in paradise. Yeah. Flossed in Lost in Paradise. That's where everyone wants to go. Everybody wants to be there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Fago's gone to your mind. The opera? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes to Fifth Element. No to Turbo Kid. Oh. I well, who, I guess that's true, though. I don't know who would. I don't think anybody would want to live in a radioactive world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. are there futures where you can be outdoors and it's not miserable? Like, no, nope. still pretty out nope. there. I don't think no. so. For a minute there, I had like a like a really happy kind of scenic view of like the Hunger Games, but then I was like, oh yeah, they're but they're in the Hunger Games. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I was like, oh, but it was pretty. But no, they're still in the Hunger. The Games. Hunger Games, after all the crap goes down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And we get an episode on that stuff, Aaron. What'd you learn from? Turbo kid. Um my lesson was simple, you know, the wasteland is a place where you gotta seek whatever, you know, small happiness, things that make you happy. And so what I really liked about this and but my lesson of, you know, what simple happiness is the, the the kid finds is uh I was really glad to see the comic books are still being read after the uh after the bombs go off. So True. That, that was uh that was uh, my lesson. So it was a comic book based on a real person. I got the feeling that it was like uh, army propaganda. Oh. From the future. Yeah, good call. Like, yeah. yeah. Join the super US Navy, Navy military. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My lesson was human beings are pretty fragile. <laughs> They fall apart pretty easily, and uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to. They're mostly water, <laughs> and uh, and if you can help it, just stay inside. Stay inside. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lesson I learned from this movie is that I I even though it's been a large amount of years since I saw one of these things uh, and I haven't even thought about them. I still really want one of those balls with the electricity in it that you touch. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They had one of these in the movie and we were all like, wow, <laughs> give it to me. You it, touch it and the electric thing goes to where your finger is. On it's the so outside. iconic to look yeah. like something futuristic, you yeah. know, like when you see like it, you're sorcery. like, you're like, whoa. Yeah. This must be advanced technology beyond all no know how. I don't even know how it works. And it just it just immediately projects that sort of idea, you know, you're just like, whoa. Touch it, it's like it's communicating with me. It's like Nikola Tesla or something. Yeah, like totally. You see it as some kind of like electronic magic. Uh -huh. <laughs>
I'm glad I didn't have it when I was younger because my friends probably would have put their butts on it or something. I was thinking licking it for some reason. I think that probably would be a really bad idea. Probably both at the same time. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst, Joel. It's the Anyways, worst. Anyways, if you know what that thing's called, write into uh, please don't podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. No, you're crazy. <laughs>